I, the way that I show up on social media, I try and, I hate the word authentic, but let's just use it for sake of conversation. (laughs) I try and show up authentically. I love cursing. I try and show my dogs, like all these little things, but I still feel under the A Creative Co umbrella, under this brand, I'm not showing up as myself. I still show up with my customer service voice and I'm really trying to turn that around. I'm like, (laughs) I need more of me in here and it's driving me insane. Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. This Today, we have Amber Figlo, who's the owner of A Creative Co. Uh, she's a content strategist, a coach, a speaker. She does a lot, a lot of different things that I've been learning about as I've been searching her up, and she's here with us today. So, Amber, say hi to everyone for me. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> So you have a company called A Creative Co. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, What is the primary part of that? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started A Creative Co. as a like Instagram account. It started as like this experiment. I've always been in the marketing industry and I wanted to get out of the like nine to five rat race. So I started this Instagram account and I was like, how fast can I grow in 30 days? And then I would report back to my followers, be like, hey, this is a strategy that worked for me today. This is a strategy that didn't. I would show off my analytics along the way. After the 30 days was over, I grew 500 followers. And again, that might not seem like a lot, but I was starting from scratch, trying out new things. And that eventually just kind of evolved from like being a freelancing fun little outlet into a social media agency. And that's what I did for a really long time. I know. It, it, I mean, listen, over a couple, couple of different years, I was managing a social media agency. And now I've actually segued into being more of a personal brand over the last year. And A Creative Co, now I just focus on being a content strategist for other small business owners. And I focus more so on strategy, workflows, and ecosystems to make content creation a little bit more efficient, effective, and easy. Okay, you're speaking my language right away. (laughs) Uh, First things first, I feel like everybody is talking about introducing a personal brand back into there. We we spent so long, you know, maybe five, seven years ago, trying to separate these things, and now yep. they're coming back together. The last maybe three or four podcasts I've done, everyone I, I've been talking to is talking about this. We ourselves have been going through this reformation since, like, May of how, how does the personal aspect come back into the brand as, as you, you know, using my presence and my personality. This is something that's really taking the social media landscape, I don't know, a little bit by storm. I'm sure you're having conversations about this, uh, but what are you seeing that's like changing in the landscape of social media right now? Because there's there's a lot happening. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's such a great point. And a little podcast exclusive. I'm actually going through a rebrand. I'm even dropping a creative co. So probably by the Uh time this comes out, I know you guys get a little mic drop. I haven't told any other uh, anybody else this yet. So I'm assuming by the time this comes out, it'll be nice and fresh. I'm actually getting rid of my company name and just going back to my name, Amber Figlow. Um, And it's going to be a really big transition and a really big process. 
But I think what we're starting to see on social media, there is this big shift towards personalization. And even those big brands, I'm sure you guys have seen them on TikTok, like Duolingo. We are still associating not only that social media manager, like I love her to death, like she has her own thing, (laughs) but we also associate like this mascot. There's a personalization to even some of these bigger brands because we are, as a society, so sick of Coca-Colas, Pepsis, these big names being like, buy my product. I am this big corporation. Um, And we're starting to see that trickle down into the small business owners, the influencers, the creators, that it is so important that we are all doing something similar, but the thing that makes you different is you. Um, So like I'm having fun transitioning back into just doing my own thing. And secondly, I'm a creative at heart and I'm sure you guys can, whoever's listening, you guys can kind of feel the same with me. It's like my career has evolved over the last 10 years. I know that a creative co might not always follow me in the next phase of my life, next phase of my career, but this personal brand, having my name assigned to something, that's always gonna follow me. So that's kind of why I'm making the shift and why I see that kind of in all aspects of social media as well. And don't you feel like it's more organic, like it's gonna be a little bit more reward, like more a return on that investment? Like, you know, you're gonna have the ability to add a little bit more of your personality to substitute constantly having to farm ideas all the time. Absolutely. And the thing with it too is it's like, I was actually talking to one of my business pals about this. I, the way that I show up on social media, I try and I hate the word authentic, but let's just use it for sake of conversation. I try and show up authentically. I love cursing. I try and show my dogs, like all these little things, but I still feel under the A Creative Co umbrella, under this brand, I'm not showing up as myself. I tell, I was telling people, I was like, I still show up with my customer service voice and I'm yeah, really yeah. trying to turn that around. I'm like, I need more of me in here and it's driving me insane. So it's like- You have like your, your, your iPad, you're doing your brand photos. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, I'm over here still pretending to be this quote unquote professional person that I think I need to be. And I'm redefining what professional looks like through this personal brand. Um, so I'm having fun with it. I see the world of social media moving more in this way because it's just so much more entertaining. Like I enjoy genuinely connecting with people that are moving in this way. So it's been a fun little ride. I can't wait to see where it takes me. Yeah, I'm excited. We're, we're kind of trying to do the same thing. It's harder for me. I yeah. think I'm older than you and uh, social media doesn't come as natural. Yeah. I want all the things. I, I also have a hard time motivating myself to do the things that are going to get me the thing that I want to do. Yep. So it, it became, <laughs> it's like, I get it. really, I'm going to look at this camera for, you know, another 25 minutes. And the joke is I present well on camera. Yeah. I don't want to be in front of a camera. Yeah. I um, totally get that. Yeah. It's very, it's very like looming in the back of my mind. Cause I'm like, there's a lot of, you hear people talking about like, uh, influencer marketing is changing. The social media uh, in, internal role as like an internal marketing department role is going to be changing. And it's really setting yourself up probably for a big win. If you can find a way to be self-sustaining and also mix in your personal brand uh, with it as well. That way you can have clients, you can still have all the liberty and freedom. You can help multiple different companies Absolutely. and you're not tied into just one campaign or one uh, department doing, you know, your repetitive campaigns three, four times a year, that can be very challenging. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's kind of what 
I've seen, because anytime, um, you know, the reason for the big shift to the personal brand, everyone's like, what's your five, 10 year plan? And I was like, I have no idea, but I have <laughs> some big goals or some things that I want to do. And I didn't see a creative co coming with me. I saw it as like I, me, myself, I'm going to evolve. I don't think I want to do social media in the capacity that I'm doing it now. I don't want to do that in 10 years. At that point, I'll be approaching 40. And I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do is be on Instagram all day. I would like to segue eventually and maybe to more of a speaking or writing a book. Who knows what that looks like? But I know that I'm going to transform over the next 10 years. And I think it's important for anybody to have some form of a personal brand um, because that's what's always going to be with you. Okay, so currently, as it stands, yeah. before our big exclusive drops um, and breaks the internet, um, what do you <laughs> offer as services? Uh, like, I'm assuming you're, you you'd said a few other things at the beginning that yeah. were also appealed to both my creative and linear brain at the same time. Mm -hmm. You talked about planning. You talked about social media. You talked about ecosystems and content strategy. I'm just like, yes, ding, ding, yes. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Absolutely. what does that look like for, for your clients? Yeah. So right now, the season that I'm in, I actually, over the last year, dwindled down my product line, dwindled down my service offerings. Um, so right now, my biggest focus, I have, you know, I got rid of like five to 10 clients last year and actually came down to one. So I'm content director for your social team and I dedicate about half my time there. So I was able to dwindle down a lot of client work into just one client. Um, so that's vast majority of like what I offer service wise. The other services I offer, I do some UGT, UGC content creation. I'll do brand partnerships, speaking workshops, things like that. So in form in like terms of service offerings, that's pretty much it. I don't wow. do like a ton of one-on-one -on -one stuff anymore just because of the capacity that I'm at. But the way that I help small business owners, I give away a lot of free stuff on the internet. I do a lot through my content creation, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, that kind of thing. Girl, yeah. you're everywhere. I am. I, I try to be. And definitely I'm trying to even do more. <laughs> Again, I'm a little crazy here. But then what this has looked like in a digital product offering, I have one core course, which doors are closed right now. It's called the content system. And that's where I teach small business owners how to actually create a content strategy and a system to help them create content. That's where those ecosystems come into play. And then what this looks like next year, once I have the a Amber Figlow brand just like completely out there, mm -hmm. I'm gonna dive more into doing live workshops. Um, you know, I have some Airtable templates coming out, very small, affordable products because I want to not have this huge barrier to entry when it comes to organizing your content strategy. Um, so I'll have a lot of that stuff coming out next year, which I'm excited about. So you're like a Airtable type person, a yep. later type person, yep. like, like social media management yep. has kind of taken on a life of its own, especially mm -hmm. with, uh, uh, I guess, the younger crowd. Yep. Um, it's a good business or easy enough business to start on their own. Yep. And that can take, it can become very daunting and become very complex. We've done uh, social media marketing for ourselves and uh, we've done it where we've gone like, really hard for a whole year and then you realize it's not very sustainable and yeah you're like oh and i'm sure if amanda was here she'd be like nodding her head she's our content yes. uh, manager so she'd be like uh-huh yeah yeah it's a and lot <laughs> nobody can write this much yeah um not, not on a consistent basis and also yep. it'd be good yeah. and then we've also like pared it down and we're still seeing growth on the platforms that we care most about mm -hmm. so 
I would always tell people like when you're thinking about social media content and strategizing for that content, you don't always have to think of uh, ways to uh, make it like the most amount of content and spam everyone. You need to be more conscious about how you are strategizing your key messages and targeting that through maybe like hero content. Do you find that to be the same? Yeah, my big focus is hero content. Um, that's literally the base of my strategy. So I do um, one YouTube video a week and literally everything stems from that. It, it goes out as a newsletter. Um, you know, I'll take clips of it and put it up as videos on uh, TikTok, on Instagram. It's the base for all my captions. Like it it really is the the true way that I approach content. I know it doesn't work like that for everybody to do this big, long form piece. For you, it's probably your podcast. Um, mm. But either way, I am a big, big fan of any form of content repurposing. Um, and it's gonna look different for uh, different business owners. And I don't think there's a one size fits all approach, but yes, I love approaching content in that aspect is let's repurpose. Let's always use our messaging over and over and over again. I promise you people won't get sick of it. And it also makes it easier on you. <laughs> right, right. And like now you have so many more tools. Like you mentioned yeah. Airtable, which is so powerful. It is. Um, even like with like ChatGPT and AI, there are so many ways that you can help leverage your inputs to get proper outputs so that you're, you can, you, you don't have to do all the legwork yourself. And that's probably something that we were doing a lot of work doing is, you know, having people help us do research, uh, find these key messaging points and doing, I know Amanda was doing lots of research specifically because yep. that takes tons and tons of work to produce. At the time, you know, a year ago today, we were probably producing four blogs uh, a month, each around 800 words. It's a lot of work to research these things and to produce proper content and then have it all be SEO specific and and match on our website and all that kind of stuff. So it, it becomes really daunting. Um, have you used like ChatGPT or like some of these new tools that they have now that that are really helping streamline your system? You seem like you seem like a systems person, and yeah. I really love that. Yeah. So I have actually just started playing around in the world of AI because it's one of those things that that's again just like social media marketing is its whole job. I feel like AI can be a job all on its own. Um, but I'm trying to find ways to use it. So yes, I actually use a tool called Descript to edit my YouTube mm. videos and it edits them like a Word document. So it uses AI to transcribe my entire YouTube video. I take that transcription, I throw it into ChatGPT and I give it all kinds of different prompts to help me repurpose that content. So I'm like, hey, taking this video script, can you help me draft a newsletter to my email uh, or to send out as an email, things like that. So yes, I'm starting to plug in AI along the way to help make this repurposing process a lot easier on me and my content manager. And then there's some other really cool tools out there that I'm starting to play with. There's one, I think it's called Munch, where I can literally take my whole YouTube video. This is a process that we were doing manually inside of Descript. I would pull certain clips out of the YouTube yeah. video. I'm like, this would be good on Instagram. This would be good on TikTok. This might be good as a story. But now you can literally drop the entire video inside Munch and it does it for you. It pulls those clips for you and it can pull like 10 to 12 clips and it is wild. And it uses AI technology to not only clip them properly, um, <laughs> you know, if like yeah. if there's a podcast like this, it splits it properly so that you can see both people's faces. It adds subtitles, like all these cool things. So again, I'm trying to find new ways to leverage AI to make it way easier to do, produce way more content. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I just, I was on a TikTok bender. We had a video that did a lot better than than average for us. Um, And so I I happened to be scrolling on my business feed and not my personal feed. And this video came up and on my business feed is lots of like marketing and social media type of content. So the video, I sent it to Amanda, our producer, and was like, hey, this is exactly i think what happened because i went and i saw that we had the search bar filled in um, yes. at the top of tiktok where it was like you know business marketing i'm like oh that's why it exploded in like 15 minutes not like less than 15 minutes it kind of just took off is because it had uh some proper seo keywords that somehow the algorithm picked up on so as i'm doing all of this i'm scrolling through i send that video over to her. the next video i watch is about the same type of software called like Vizard or something like that yep there's Vizard. a lot right now yeah there's a lot there's a lot of there's them lot. and i'm and I went home uh, and I, you know, and I, I punch in like one of our best YouTube videos and I just put in like one of the videos in there to see what it does. And it gave me 10 clips within like five minutes of it, yes. it processing the whole video. And this was like a 25 minute video yeah. and it just chomped it down. It formatted it for me. It picked the right title or question for it. Mm-hmm. It was just, and I'm just sitting here like, Oh, okay. This can change how I do content. And obviously, you know, I, I, I was mentioning before, I'm pretty good at long form content, but doing this quick, authentic, organic, all those keywords, uh, uh, <laughs> short form videos, it yep. takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot more showing up mentally than for me to have like a long form conversation with myself or with a guest on a podcast or to write a YouTube video and talk. That's where I probably perform better. But yeah. I'm like, oh, this can make me seem like I'm showing up mentally and prepared and, and all the <laughs> authentically and genuinely all these different things. Oh, this is actually pretty awesome. And it's using uh, AI and the text that you use to uh, help you edit the videos as well, mm-hmm. it's, which it's, is really powerful. It's insane. And especially there are some tools out there like Munch, I think is one of them. It even scores it based on like the keywords you're using. And if it wow. has popularity on TikTok right now or on these platforms. So it's like, this one's most likely to go viral. Use this one with these hashtags and this caption. And I'm like, this is outstanding. And I'm like, I love it. And everybody always tells me like, aren't you worried it's going to take your job? I was like, Absolutely not. I think I'm so happy that it's going to take out the parts of my job that I don't want to do. And then I can get back to being, you know, the personal brand. I can have more fun on TikTok. I don't have to do the monotonous things. So I really love it. I think it's great. So what do you do uh, when you're talking with business owners, at least now, uh, in terms of a content ecosystem? Um, what does that look like? Is it is it more just helping them set up a scheduling basis? Is it more setting up their tech stack? Is it more kind of getting them some other pieces of like messaging um, and themes? Yeah. So what it looks like is I always approach like a content system and strategy almost a little too formulaic. So for anybody that cares, I am a type A Virgo. Like I am all about organization. I am annoying. It's ridiculous. I'm that that friend that I'm like, if it's not in my calendar, we're not going to happy hour. So send me a calendar invite. That's who I am. (laughs) So again, it can get a little annoying. So I approach this very creative process with a very strategic formula. And what this looks like, it does really look at 
I do a little bit of reverse engineering. I said, okay, what is the point of you showing up on social media? I start with goals because that's the hardest part for people. I'm like, if, why are we showing up on TikTok? If you hate it, uh, if it's not driving, you know, whatever it is back to your website, like what is the overall goal? And then I reverse engineer the process and I'm like, okay, then we need to show up on Instagram X number of times. We need to show up on TikTok X number of times. You know, I, a YouTube video is not for everybody. A podcast is not for everybody, but they think nope. these are things that they need. And I'm like, just because somebody <laughs> on Instagram told them they needed it. Um, so yes. I approach it a little bit differently. And I'm like, let's reverse engineer the process of what's the end goal and how are we going to get you there? And then, yes, yeah, so what that looks like, a, a posting strategy, uh, a schedule. I approach content in a couple of different ways. And I'm like, do you prefer batching? Are you more of an intuitive creator? There's so many little things that I walk them through, um, mainly in my course that it's like, okay, we're going to create and craft something that is unique to you that maybe you repurpose your Instagram videos over on TikTok, or maybe it looks like Mm -hmm. taking your tweets and screenshotting them and putting them on Facebook, like whatever this looks like. And it's unique to you. I don't do a one size fits all approach kind of thing. Yep. That's really good. And I think that's the part that I was trying to get you to say where people, (laughs) it's like doing a little song and dance when you have a podcast. I know where I want to go for the next part. I got to get her there. She's going to get there. Don't worry, guys. I got you for all of the people that are listening. I know what you guys want to hear. So yeah, having that ecosystem, is that's how you could use AI to leverage your time. Because this is the part that people don't understand. They think that social media marketing or agency work or marketing in general is almost like a, a get rich quick scheme and it's kind of the opposite <laughs> it's like not actually no, it's not yeah. you're gonna work really hard the whole ecosystem or environment that you're in is going to change multiple times probably per year or definitely multiple times in your lifetime or career path so you have to constantly be learning constantly be testing constantly analyze what you've done to see if it's still even worth it you met remember what everyone was talking about like showing up on ig for like an hour before you post something or how yeah. you need to post carousels or how all these things like we've gone through so many iterations of what is the best thing to do now i'm hearing so many people popping off on linkedin on tiktok yes. because the yeah. reach is so much better the search is so much better you can become a thought leader on these platforms and we're seeing even again how the ipad babies are growing up now and they don't care about how many followers you have they just want to know how niche you are and how (laughs) good the content is so we're as me being somebody who's an older millennial we we just constantly have to be willing to sacrifice and to learn and be a student. And I think that's what's going to separate the posers, the fakers, the people that would just yes. want this for the glam of the lifestyle mm-hmm. and the people who are genuinely curious. I think to be a marketer in this world that we live in now, you have to be a a, a student. Uh, you have to be a practitioner and a student. I'm willing to experiment and try things, but also analyze and get some feedback 
and I also want to be learning new things that are happening. How how are you finding success? How are you getting these results? Okay, how does that work in my industry, in my niche? How can I help my customers? If you can start to think about what your customers need and actually uh, are trying to do with their marketing approach, and if you stay curious enough about their business and about what's happening in, in this world of marketing, you're going to be fine. But if you're looking to post that you're in vacation in Florida or you're you know on the beach somewhere and I'm a marketer and I have a course you could buy it now I can't tell you what I do but the course will tell you everything <laughs> yep that happens all the time <laughs> happens all the time and I it makes me chuckle but then it, I can see how it's aggravating to a lot of people so I'm like I get it <laughs> I call that marketing bros and it's not specific to yes. to male or female but, but there are definite yeah. marketing bros go ahead hundred percent and I love what you said there about like we always are learning and this is one thing that I've heard time and time again just in my career is that everybody's like you hit have you heard this where it's like uh you once you hit 10,000 hours of working on something you've technically mastered it and I'm like we as marketers we will we can get 10,000 hours but by the time those 10,000 hours are over things have changed so drastically I'm like we yeah. will never be a quote-unquote master of our craft because things are always changing and like we yeah. always have to consistently be learning. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Like I, I, I went to school and I, I, I did 10,000 hours yeah. on Quark Express yeah. and you know what? <laughs> no one uses Quark Express. Oh. Everyone uses Photoshop and Illustrator yeah. and InDesign. Yeah. And even those softwares, there's other things that is just completely ob not obsolete, but completely new that people listen, the amount of people I see do full on, um, uh, uh, video work on CapCut. I just started teaching at a local college here, animation and VFX on, on the side because I'm a crazy person. And I, the same stuff. <laughs> I get it. And someone submitted one of their assignments with the CapCut banner still at the end where it says CapCut yeah. animation. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, you can't use CapCut. Yeah. Nope. This is a course on After Effects, specifically That's After Effects. That's hilarious. And it's in portrait. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Listen, because I'm telling you that some of those CapCut templates and animations are real crafty and I love them, yes. but that's that's hilarious. <laughs> And I'm the person who's like begrudgingly, um, like, I hate how good it is. I'm like, yes. you know how hard I had to work to learn how to do any of this stuff? And y'all are out here just that, that, especially that one where the cat's in the car, me me 35 minutes Hilarious. late to work. Oh, my God. I love that one. That one comes up on my feed. That one. Oh, God. I cackle every time. It doesn't matter what the meme is. It's just so good. I love that one. Yep. Uh, we have a few minutes here that I still want to. I'm learning so much from you already, and I, I, I really enjoying this conversation. Yeah. But I want to dive into the business side of things, the business architecture side of things, like how, because now you're saying that the whole business is shifting. Yeah. And so currently, what does your team look like, and what does that look like for team management in the future as a personal brand? Yeah, absolutely. So for me right now, I come from the world of, again, I was running a social agency. At one point, I think I had 10 people working for me. Yeah. And I thought that was the dream. And I quickly realized it wasn't for me personally. I know it works for some people. So I dwindled down. And right now I just have one, me, myself and I, and then one person on my team, a con part-time content manager. And then from there, if I need anything else, I'll do a lot of like subcontracting work. So I 
hired a designer recently just to do my rebrand, but again, on a per project basis. So that's the way that I've loved using a team, supporting other creatives in my industry based on like my values and things like that. I'm like, I'll hire the right person for the right role for the time being, um, which I've loved. And I think everybody that's in my industry is kind of doing their own thing anyways. And I'm like, I don't want to rip that away from you. And you know, you still go enjoy doing what you're doing and then I'll just loop you in when I need you kind of thing. So that's what it looks like from a team perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and then business-wise, I've really been focusing this year. Again, I have that one client um, that I serve day in, day out. And then from there, it's like I get to play around with like my digital products, my offerings. Again, I love doing speaking and workshops. And I'm much pickier about my brand collaborations now. Last year, it was a big source of income for me. And I said this year, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I've been right. very, very picky about, um, you know, just after having a couple of really bad, <laughs> you know, partnerships, I was like this, I'm not doing this again. Um, and you have to learn that the hard way. So now it is yeah. just a smaller portion of my business income. And I'm a little bit more selective with it. N not everybody the type A Virgo like you are. No. <laughs> I know. So listen, it, and I have learned that the hard way and I have learned to screen for that in the beginning. Cause I'm like, if this process is not going to be seamless, I don't want to be a part of it. That kind of yes. thing. So I'm like, no, I, thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> I tell people all the time. I can smell when you're making it up as you go. Oh, like, absolutely. I can too. And don't get me wrong. I love a little <laughs> hack. I love, you know, cause as a small business owner, I got to do some things sometimes that I'm figuring it out along the way. But there are other times I'm like, and it's, and listen, this is a very bad stereotype, but it's always the client who pays you the least that expects the most kind of thing. And yes. I'm like, I don't like to use money as a deterrent, but sometimes I'm like, if you got to fight with them on the budget for certain things with brand Ooh. partnerships, I'm like, I don't think this is going to be worth my time and energy kind of thing. So it's, right. it's been an interesting roller coaster. <laughs> and are you now planning, um, are you planning, I don't see you necessarily trying to just do influencer type things. Are you planning on doing more like UGC things? Like here's yeah. how I use it. Here's how it can help you type of placements. Yeah. So I did a lot of UGC last year, really experimented with it. I thought it was super fun. The way that I approach UGC now, um, last year I was doing a lot of one-off videos for a couple hundred bucks. Um, and it was mm -hmm. fun. Again, I learned a lot. I realized again that cost effectiveness isn't there. So when I approach a UGC style partnership, I expect a bundle or a package. I'm not just gonna come in for one video for one ad. Um, if yeah, I want yeah, yeah. to be related to your brand, if you're gonna use my face and my namesake, I need to be consistent with your brand. I need to show up a couple of different times. And again, to make it kind of worth it for me, I need you to sign up for a package of videos and not just one video. Um, but what I've seen a lot lately is it starts out as a paid partnership. So for instance, I just did one with Adobe Express and I did one where I posted on my feed, posted on TikTok, did a carousel, but I gave them certain UGC rights. Like they can use it in ads right. and I, I did an upsell there. So that's what I found a little bit more cost-effective for both me and the brand. Um, and you know, everybody's happy at the end of the day. So I'm approaching it a little bit differently this year. Which is really good for you. Um, mm -hmm. I think people feel that they have to follow a template. It's kind of the wild, wild west from what I hear. I'm not a, I'm not an influencer by any stretch it's of the crazy. imagination. And I know it, it, it is crazy. It's a whole other animal, right? Like yep. people are really um, all scrambling to sell you what the right script is, what the right price range you should yep. be at, uh, how to do your uh, press packages and yep. all these different things. 
Um, there are even templates now for your price sheets in Canva that you can just that like it's it's a whole it's insane. A life yeah a life of its own. And this is another thing that I I can't help but warn people that are currently in this type of role of social media manager for a big company. I know just in my relationship circles, two or three other people who have. Uh, brand deals with Adobe and Adobe Express or Adobe Creative, Creative Cloud. And you see a big company like this are are willing to spend thousands of dollars to find individual people to help them yep. um, promote their product or talk about their product who are more knowledgeable and they're probably getting more bang for their buck. So having somebody, having somebody in-house trying to do social media marketing instead of maybe procurement of influencers and, and, and brand partnerships is way more valuable for them to be on the brand partnership side than for them to be on the internal side trying to leverage, you know, the internal uh, mechanisms of posting and producing content that way. They're never going to be as authentic as what you could do in an ad. Yeah. And what you can show them. Exactly. And we come with, you know, and, and from my perspective, when it came to like even my Adobe partnership or any partnership that I approach, I approach it differently than they would internally. And I'm like, give me, that's another criteria for me is I need to have creative freedom now. Yes. You can give me some loose guidelines, and but I am not reading a script the way that you wrote it. I can't do it. I learned my lesson there because I'm like, it's not going to perform. And I warned them. I was like, listen, if you give me the paycheck and it doesn't perform, that's not my fault. <laughs> you know, right. that kind of thing. But yeah, every thing, time I do, I yeah. use Adobe Express. It's it's changed my life. Exactly. I want you to sign up right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing that. And they were one of the companies I was so happy to work with them. They're like, yeah, do whatever you want. I was like, oh, perfect. I need more of these. Um, but you know, in the way that I approach it, again, I kind of told you already, I'm a type A Virgo. I, I care more about the organization, the little things that people might not pick up on. I've done this with Later and Canva and Planoly. I'm like, I'm finding those niche little things and showing people the structure behind it. Um, whereas, you know, let's say I've seen Adobe Express, they work with other like graphic designers or someone like you that does After Effects and they, they approach it in a more creative way, in a more tutorial based way, or like, here's my right. cool art. And I'm like, look at this, what this cool little button does, you know? So it's like, I approach it completely <laughs> differently than what an internal team does. And yeah, when they tap into these different personalities, different, again, personal brands that they're going to get a different output, which I think is really cool. So I, I, I don't want to uh, make you spill all the beans or for you to, you know, preemptively uh, share the secret sauce. But like now that you're in a personal brand mindset and you're transitioning into that, what does like your top of funnel, middle, bottom funnel look like? What is that? Is it going to change much or is it going to be just the, 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 I guess the overarching presentation model? Yeah, no, I'm, nothing's really going to change for me. I've shifted a couple of things. When it comes to marketing my business and that that funnel, YouTube is still going to be, YouTube and TikTok are top of funnel for me. And then it kind of funnels down into like, Instagram and email and things like that. So the funnel of my marketing isn't going to change overall. What is okay. going to change a little bit, um, I recently switched like my course to a closed cart system. So before it was like evergreen and always open. So my funnels there when it comes to email and like how I get people in there, that's gonna change a little bit. Um, other than that, the only biggest change, and this is so hard for me, I am going to focus more on doing stories like on Instagram and things like that. Like I suck <laughs> at Instagram 
Instagram stories. Listen, I have been in this industry for years. I still can't get behind doing stories consistently. I suck at it so bad. And I know the power of it, especially from a personal branding perspective. So that's the only thing that's drastically going to change. I'm really going to have to be hard on myself with that one because I know it's important kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. It's 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 a topic of discussion with our marketing team constantly. Yes. And I feel like I'm failing them every time we have our check-ins and Same. they're like yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard and especially you know coming from the millennial generation. I'm like mid-millennial. Um yeah. it's one of those things that is so hard for me to consistently get to. I know the importance. I understand why Gen Z loves it and why people love consuming it, but I cannot get behind creating it. I'm such a batch content creator. Um so the idea of getting on stories every day, all day long. I'm like, oh my God, it's so overwhelming to me. So I need to be better about it though. <laughs> yes. And are you still doing coaching? Is that being dwindled down? Is that what you mentioned? Yeah. So that's kind of been dwindled out just because of a time capacity thing. Um, I'm going to play around next year with maybe some group coaching in the form of workshops or like a workshop series. But for me, approaching coaching, approaching coaching, that kind of rhymes a little. Um, it's, <laughs> it's difficult, especially when you, you've scaled your business. Um, and it's just something that I want to give people the foundation and the formula and let them experiment and run with it. They don't always need me to be there. I'm like, I'm more of that foundational piece and I'd like to pass you off to somebody else afterwards kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really, yeah, That that's actually really helpful because people need somebody who has like your personality that can also show them and say, hey, this is going to really transform your business or at least give you a leg up so you don't have to spend so much time researching and yes. going through all the same mistakes that I went through as well. Exactly. Exactly. What are you doing to avoid burnout? Because you seem like you're a busy person. I feel like I we am. have similar personalities. Yes, I'm a very busy person. And um, just to give the, if, for anybody listening that does not follow me, I actually have ADHD. So burnout is inevitable for me. Um, and it is something yeah. that I have tried to figure out how to manage over the last couple of years, especially as I've gotten busier, as I've scaled. Um, so for me, when it comes to burnout, I can see myself on the edge of it. And listen, a good old bubble bath or a pedicure <laughs> is not going to do it for me. I'm like, that's just not it. What I have to do is I actually have to, when I feel myself on that edge of burnout, I have to evaluate what's important and what's not. And either I need to dedicate time, money, or energy towards eliminating things or adding in things. Like I really have to evaluate what's going on. So just to give you a prime example, um, I would say about three months ago, I was on the edge of burnout and I was doing all these things. And I went with my content manager. I was like, okay, what can we eliminate in this process? What are we doing? So what it looked like is we, at one point, I love Airtable. We had certain things in Airtable, certain things in Google Drive. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to upgrade Airtable. Let's get it all in Airtable. Like, let's eliminate a software. Then we looked at analytics. We saw Twitter has not performed well for me for the past six months. I'm like, why are we doing it? I was like, so we eliminated Twitter entirely. Well, now it's called X or something like that. Um, you know, so it's those things. Like, I really have to get real granular and acknowledge where the burnout's coming from and figure out ways to fix it before it gets worse. So that's kind of we what we're love doing. carrying water. We just love yes. carrying big buckets of water yes. with us wherever we go. I love it. It's my water. We even do it in like a metaphysical way as well. Yep. You know, the, the girlies that have like the ginormous water jug oh, that I they love can drink. it. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I wish I could be that person. <laughs> I'm just like, no, keep it simple. Okay. Yes. Keep it super simple. And mm -hmm. I, this is something I struggle with as well. I, I love something new and I love to build. Yep. And that produces multiple 
85 to 95 percent completed things that are not fully completed um and then oh there's a new thing i can build from zero the zero to 10 is the most fun part it is 10 to 80 sucks yeah oh i do it all the time i have some half finished like products they're like just put it out there i'm like no it's not ready yet like i can't do it kind of thing so i get it i totally do what about for creativity uh how do you protect that or how do you re like re in generate more of your creativity so that you're kind of able to think sharp and stay curious yeah so for me i that's honestly where a lot of my burnout leads me to is like i don't feel creative anymore so what i do is when I'm in those moods or mindset or whatever you want to call it, I rely heavily on when I was creative and I repurpose that content. Um, so that's what it looks like from a, like, here's a tangible thing that you can do. I go back, I repurpose. I'm like, okay, how can I revamp this? How can I revamp that? I lean into those moments when I was creative, when it comes to production. Um, but then it's like, okay, how do I get out of this mindset? You know, it sounds so weird because I hate it so much. I hate exercise. I'm not an exercise kind of person. I'm not an outdoorsy kind of girl, but there is something to be said about like getting outside and going for a walk without anything. Because I'm the person, I'm like, I got to have music. I got to have a podcast. I'm like, no, just go outside and walk for an hour with your own thoughts. And I know that sounds so woo-woo and so weird, but I'm like, it is one of the things that will snap me out of it. And I it gets my mind going again. So just leaning into some of more of those, like moving your body. I got one of those little rocking chairs. I'm like, like um, that you sit on at the desk and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, a little bit of movement can kind of help a little because I just got to move my body, um, get out some of that stagnant energy. So that's kind of what I do and lean into. That's really, really good. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big person of going for walks and getting your at least a little bit of, of sunlight, you know what I mean? Like yes. on your face and be like, oh, right. Because, you know, sometimes you get lost in the sauce and you're like, you are you leave the house and it's dark, you come home and it's dark and you've been yep. inside all day. And it's like, your body is like confused. When is it yep. daytime? When is it nighttime? Yep. When is it supposed to be happening? It, or it's that whole, have you heard that they coined the term like, go touch grass? I'm like, literally go touch some grass. Like for real, go outside and touch some grass. It'll do you wonders. I tell my kids this all the time. I'm yes. like, go touch grass. Like, yes. What yeah. are you supposed to do? Because they only get like 30 or 40 minutes of TV, of TV during the yep. school year per day. Or touch grass. I'm 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 that parent. And like, no, that's well, there's perfect. nothing to do, there's nothing to do around here. I'm like, go outside. Yes. Go touch grass. I'm telling you, and especially as a kid, I remember I used to love going outside too. So I'm like, I just need to go back to that. Just go back to that. Run around the yeah. neighborhood, whatever. <laughs> I tell them all the time. I'm like, this is the best part of your life. Yeah. One day it. you're gonna be a grown up and you're gonna have <laughs> bills. Yep. Absolutely. You're like, you know what I'm saying? go touch the grass now because that grass gets real expensive later on. So exactly. go outside. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also like a really big fan of business community, like finding other people who are in like the same boat that I am um, to kind of help talk through processes, someone like yourself or somebody, you know, who I'm like, oh, they get where I'm coming from. They're in that agency or marketing lifestyle and they understand this is the 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 challenges that we are facing and here are the maybe the potential solutions. This is how I found out, you know, so many people are talking about yeah. even, even ourselves about personal brand and how do we remove all of this stiffness and structure and this idea that we need 
needed to be really professional and build this really structured uh, thing and kind of make it a little bit more organic um, and more thoughtful towards our, our our clients and for our users that people that would be watching and listening to our content. So that's something that's also really powerful uh, as well. So last question here. I know we've been talking now for over 40 minutes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I can keep I'm going. Sure you, I, 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 I'm always that I'm, kind of person. <laughs> I'm very uh, impressed that you have not had anything to drink for the amount of words that you have said. Yes. I, uh, I chugged some water beforehand. Don't worry. I have it sitting right next to me. <laughs> I'm a two beverage person. Like, yep. Always. Uh, yep. I need a glass of water and I need my coffee. Yes. Uh, and I need to be drinking continually at all times. I also okay. have a mint pack package opened up right here I just in it. case yeah. my mouth got dry because I talk so much on podcasts and doing yeah. YouTube videos my mouth gets dry yep yeah okay. I'm a I'm a three drink person there's one to hydrate <laughs> one to caffeinate and one that's fun that's what I always have fun. yep one that's fun <laughs> that's so bougie <laughs> I, I have three drinks with me at all times listen no it's just it's basic because most of the time it's a Starbucks drink so <laughs> that's normally what it is it's a dragon fruit uh, 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 oh, refresher I'm a sucker for those those are so good <laughs> okay here's the question it's yeah. very it is also basic yeah. but i think it does help um listeners who are early in their journey um leapfrog over common mindset hurdles and the question is is what is something you wish you knew when you first started that you know now Ooh, yeah that's a good one so for me i think the way that you approach social media needs to change, especially when you first start. And things that I have lost along the way is like the, the value of experimentation. Um, and so when you get started with social media, you think you need to do certain things because so-and-so is doing it rather than approaching it from a mindset of, I need to just get out here, see what I like, see what I enjoy and see what other people resonate with and try and blend those things together by experimenting with different content types. Just, you know, like, let's say you don't love showing up on video, you know, somebody like you, you're, you're like, I don't want to sit down and do short form video. Okay. Like you said, lean into those longer form pieces and pull things from it, pull things that you've said. For me, I hate Instagram stories, but I love showing up on reels and I love showing, I'm like, Amber, just pull clips from that and just put it up on stories, you know? So leaning into experimenting right. with what you like, what your strengths are, rather than trying to follow what everybody else is doing. And I know that sounds a little like, whatever, okay, sounds great, but I'm so serious. That is the value in that experimentation and doing what you like is so valuable in the long run. Yeah, people often think like, that type of advice is cliche, but people always forget that it's cliche because it's true. Yes, you know I mean? for like, a reason. Absolutely. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose is that it's, yep. a, it's a truth. That's yes. why it's a cliche. You so, might not want to hear it and you might be sick of hearing it, but it doesn't mean it's not true. So, right. Yep. This is the portion where we would normally ask if you have anything to plug, but I don't know if you got anything to plug. You're, you're in transition right now. I, I am in transition. I would say, um, you know, right now, depending upon uh, whenever this podcast comes out, you guys can just follow me, A Creative Co., or maybe the handle be switched by now amber figlow um find me i know i was gonna say depends on when this drops we'll see <laughs> um wow. but yeah so just follow me on all the things i am dropping some new freebies some new products um but the one thing i always tell people is hit me up on instagram i'm always available in the dms that's my favorite place to chat with people um i'll point you to resources that you know wherever i can help you if it can't be me and it can be somebody else i'd love to direct you there um so yeah just feel free to reach out to me on instagram 
Thanks so much for being with us, Amber. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. Peace out. <laughs>